Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is The Curse of Nineveh. It was written by Mike Mason, Mark Latham, Scott Dorward, and Paul Fricker, and it's available from the Chaosium website. I'm the GM, and this is episode 19. I'd like to attempt to put our game into perspective, so tonight I will do the recap. That being said, let's continue our journey into the darkness. It all started with the death of Lord Brightman, who, as it turned out, was involved in secret digs that had taken place in Nineveh in 1919. The now famous archaeologist Reginald Campbell Thompson had excavated and removed all of the artifacts and cuneiform tablets found at the site of the Temple of Naboo. These artifacts, along with the very stones of the temple, had been transported to the British Museum with the intention of recreating the temple as part of a grand display in the Assyrian wing of the museum. This exhibit is still under construction. As it turned out, there was also a society of protectors, the Children of Tranquility, whose ancient duty was to protect the temple from incursion and keep the artifacts safe. They apparently had been lax in their duties at the time of Campbell Thompson's secret dig, but had since then reignited their cults, tracked Thompson back to England, and were attempting to recover the stolen items. Their methods were brutal and somewhat inexperienced due to their unfamiliarity with modern English society. But as it so happened, a number of these dangerous artifacts have gone astray. The first one encountered by the members of the Wentworth Club was the dreadful golden statuette of Naboo Incarnate, which tortured its owners with nightmares. The second was a set of cuneiform tablets with the rituals of walking darkness and blood and light. Their power had been to transform Balethius Ginger into an insane shadow bane. At the cost of many a night's sleep and a few bumps and bruises, the Wentworthians managed to acquire these artifacts and turn them over to Ajar Udin, a liaison for the Children of Tranquility. Ahead of them on this journey was the Horn of Alu and the Eye of Lamatsu and the Seal of Naboo, as revealed by the inscribed Willard Punchin. The scrolls of endless shadow had written themselves on the skin of Willard Punchin, who was in the clutches of a madman, the Butcher of Malay, Dr. Lucien Savaggio. From what was gathered from the interrogation of John Elwick, this deadly surgeon was not behind everything, but answered to an even more mysterious man. It had become clear along the way that someone as yet unseen was seeking to acquire these artifacts. To what purpose? Still unclear. All right, so. You guys, I believe, are all still lurking about outside. Uh, oh, no, that's right. We're at my house. Yeah. Right, you're back at the house. All right. Let's is, make our phone call. You've gotten rid of, what's his name? The, the kid. I suggest we call the cops. I'm in agreement. Yep, I agree. Send them as send them in as the front wall, and we could come in behind them if need be. 
Agreed. I am more than willing to. My previous phone call fell on deaf ears. Um, do you think we can offer anything specific enough to uh, encourage them? Well, they have a missing person from the hospital. We know this. We believe him to be in there, so they probably would do that alone. But we also know about the surgeon. Right, but I mentioned both of those things before, and the fellow said, you have no proof. We saw them take Professor Panjani in there. We actually saw that. That's the question. Will an eyewitness account be sufficient? I think it would be if, it, if we actually have a location for them to go to. Uh, should we clean off the gin, blood, sweat, etc., and put on proper suits and go in person to sort of suggest hey. that we're gentlemen who should be taken seriously? Yes. Yes. Hey. Felix? Belvedere, bring me the phone, please. Yes, sir. Thank you. Here's the phone. Which one of us wants to make the call? Well, they didn't listen to me before. I will be more than happy to make the phone call, but you know how I am with talking. There There's your phone. Okay. Have at what? It. While What's you're on the phone, we'll go get some clothes. So if we do want to go down there, that's fine. But make the phone call first and see if there's someone down there that we could even talk to. What's the surgeon's name again? Savaggio. Savaggio. Okay. Ring, ring, ring. Uh. London Police Department. Good evening, sir. Morning. Um, my name is Fuller Albright, and me and my friends uh, at the Wentworth Club have been investigating the um, death of Lord Brightman, and among other things, you know, um, you you know about us, so um, that's no secret. We have recently been looking for uh, what's the guy's first name but uh, Mr. Punchin who was taken from the hospital we now know where he is being held and he's being held by that drass villain Savaggio uh, let me transfer you over to Inspector George Lennox he's in charge of the Punchin case okay so there's a couple of clicks and um Inspector Lennox, what can I do for you? Go through the whole spiel of telling him who I am again. Um, you say that you actually witnessed him being taken into the building? Yes, we did. Um, do you have an address? Yes, give him the address. All right, he takes down the address. Now, uh, uh, did you see the people who were taking him in? He goes, a very big, tall mountain of a man, I don't know his name, but a very big, burly man and some other little street-type thugs, I guess you would call them. And you said something about a surgeon? Yes, Dr. Savaggio. We understand that uh, he's quite the villain. He's known as the Butcher of Malay. Yeah, okay. So they call him the Butcher of Malay. I see. Um, well, um, when, when did all this take place? Earlier yesterday afternoon. 
and you just called now. We fear for our life. Well, we wanted to make sure, so we kind of kept an eye on things, and it just got to the point that something needed to be done, so we felt the need to go ahead and call. All right, thank you very much. Uh, please stay on the line. And he transfers you to um, uh, a female voice who wants to take down all of your information. Go ahead. Give it to her. All right. I mean, we're known by the police department, so. Right. It's just procedure. Yeah. So. All right. So that, that finishes up and uh, phone calls over. <laughs> I'm no good at talking to people. I just used to throwing money at them. Make me talk to people and stuff. Felix, I just thought of something. We got all cleaned up, but now if we got to go down there and watch the house, we got to get all dirty again. No, they know where to go now. There's no reason to go back and watch. Unless you guys want to go down there. Um, well, it'd be kind of good that after they rousted the place that we could sneak in and check out the scene for ourselves. Yes, I would like to be on site. I'd very much like to go in one of those armored cars, of course. Uh, at any rate, it, it appears our disguise didn't fool a 19-year-old gutter pug. Um, and so, as long as we are behind a police line or some such, I'm not sure that we need to bother splashing gin on ourselves. And I'm sure the police would like to have us there to help uh, identify things. Yeah, since if they are going in force. We, have, we know Punchin by sight and have a relationship with him, should he be recoverable. And they're going to want some uh, identification and somebody to vouch for him if, we, if he is found. All right. I think they got most of it by themselves. They're good. So, Mr. Albright, did you get the impression they're actually going to act? Uh, one would hope, but um, I don't know. They got my information. We did the best we could do. All right, so are you going to go down there? Are some of you going to go down there? Are some of you going to stay? I'm going to go. I'll go. Yeah, I'd like to be on site as well. Felix, might as well. I'm not going down there. You guys go ahead. Uh, I got to get my car. I got to get a car because mine's filled with gutter punk asshole at the bottom of a river. <laughs> so I need to uh, come up with a story. And take care of that. So I've actually got a couple of calls I got to make anyway. So you guys go ahead down there, and I'm going to hang out here. And uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you guys. I mean, I'm sure that you thought of this, but Felix, you removed the license plate from the car, and yeah, we said that last week. Okay, yeah, I've done that. It's still in yes. Soho. Matter of fact, right. it, it may actually still be in Soho in a in a parking lot somewhere. Alley. Precisely where the thieves stole the vehicle and took the plates off. All right. So the four of you go down uh, to the area. And it seems like since you're actually closer, uh, it seems like no more than a couple of moments go by. And uh, a number of rather plain looking cop cars um, come pulling up from both directions in the front of the house. 
And when they do, you see the, the punks on the front porch go running inside. And the cops get out with their uh, weapons, whatever they may be. And uh, a kind of a raid begins to ensue because the ones who started are the guys inside. They start shooting. Um, the shooting goes on for a few minutes and the, uh, the cops get, the, get a break. They move forward and they break through the door and they go into the house. You hear more shooting and then nothing, no sound. There are cops on the outside that are uh, watching the doors. And the other cops don't come out. Well, not immediately. Okay, just... Cyrus, do you want to uh, hop around the back and see if uh, there is any leakage from that side? Yeah, absolutely. I'll go, I'll go around back. You have a pistol of some sort, do you not? Yep. Yeah. I'm keeping an eye on the, uh, the roof area there to see what's going on, see if anybody's trying to uh, escape that way. Uh, Cyrus, do a luck roll. 48 out of, yeah, 69. Okay. You get fairly close before a cop sees you and tells you to get back, get back. Do I see anything? Or I wasn't walking up to the back door. I figured I'd be on the other side of the street across. Well, and you're on, yeah, there's a wall too and a, and a garden. So. Oh, uh, I thought it yeah. went. The back of the house was on the other opposing street. I thought you could walk around the whole block. Um, no, there's like an alley. But anyways, they, uh, they're, they're making sure everybody stays back because um, there were gunshots going on. Um, do a listen roll for me, Cyrus. I failed 87 out of 39. Okay. All right, so what do the rest of you want to do? Well, I was inviting Cyrus to get, Cyrus to get with me, so I'm going to try to listen as well. If that's okay. all right. 24. That okay. should be good. You think you hear a couple more pops, but they sound like they're a lot farther away. Not, not farther distant, but muffled. From deeper in the house somewhere. Right, he's had some time to develop this sort of layer of his. <clears throat> yeah, um, but with the amount of police presence I went in, hopefully they got him. Maybe it's some sort of Paris sewer situation. Mm. Um, is Soho uh, high ground or low ground? Is it near the Thames? What's the likelihood of there being sewers that you could travel in, I guess is what I'm asking. Um, there would be sewers. Yeah, there's sewers all through London. you muted. My concern is that our friend Savaggio, being an evil genius, reputedly, has some kind of tunnel system. Um, mm. Do you want to move away from the action and pop a manhole cover? I feel mm. as though in another life, you and I spent a lot of time in sewers. Yeah, that, you know. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's also look around and see if we see anybody coming out of a sewer. I'm sure he'd probably have it go into one of the local bars, but it's worth the, a shot. 
the nearest buildings, like that building was relatively well-maintained and it, a lot of things around it were pretty ramshackle. Is that, do I recall that correctly? Yes. Is there, a, is there another sort of well-maintained dark building nearby that would be a likely candidate? Not really. Not I really. mean, there's, probably go far. There's, there's old buildings, there's old, you know, businesses, there's uh, like old churches, there's exactly what you'd expect in like an older part of the city that's been a little run down for a while. All right, so why don't the two of you do a luck roll? Sixty-seven out of sixty-nine. Okay. Uh, mine's better, but still normal. Forty-seven. Which is, I'm standard. All right. Um, after maybe 30 minutes, um, a, uh, oh, let's assume that they had shortwave radios of some sort. No, they had call boxes. Um, the, uh, the police bring out a man uh, who's uh, uh, wrapped up in blankets. Um, uh, do, a, do a spot hidden, uh, Vadim and Fuller, because this is the front of the house. Um, spot hidden. Ooh, I'm going to push it. I, I made it, but only by two. I have a 55, I rolled a 53. Well, that's, that's good enough. Um, you can see uh, a bald-headed man that looks like he's got marks on his head. Like writing? Yeah, and he's wrapped up. And they're, they're bringing him out. And, uh, that would be punching. And getting him to a, a, a car. He is walking correctly. Yeah, halfway, not really. Halfway, okay. They're, but he's, they're half carrying him. He's alive, at least. He looks like he may have been. Uh, you'll also notice, um, you notice more. I mean, you notice that it's it's definitely punching, but there are black marks on his body. They almost look like they've been made with paint, like lines drawn all over his his. All you can see is his head. What the hell would there be lines drawn on him? I think I know what it might be, but I'd have to get a closer look. To... Um, there are more police there now. They're uh, going over the house. Um, you haven't seen them. Uh, well, you don't know. You don't know what happened on the inside, although they're probably, I don't know if they would drag the dead bodies out. Um, because they shot them. Probably. There's not a lot of probably forensic that. at this time. I think they're probably dragging dead bodies out and laying them on the, uh, the grass uh, at, next to the, the stairs going up. 
Is there a hulking big body? Yes. Uh, is there one in a white doctor's coat? No. But there does seem to be uh, uh, at least one or two cops are, have been injured in the process. Yeah. Uh, and in the back, Cyrus and I have not seen any interesting sewer action. No. Nothing. You want to walk back around front? Hey, Vadim, should I go over there and offer to help some of these officers? I got first aid. Be a good idea. I'll walk over there and announce myself, let them know I have first aid if I could be of service. Uh, we've got this quite under, under the wraps. Thank you. As you wish. No problem. Walk back across the street. Yeah, Cyrus, I'd like to go around front. Uh, it seems quiet. Uh, and I'd like to find uh, Lennox, if possible. Okay. Uh, you can sort of guess, because he's got a pipe in his mouth and he's looks dressed like an inspector. Was he not at Bellevue? Or Bedlam? Lennox? Yeah. No. Okay. Too many names. Um, uh, excuse me, are you the inspector? Um, Lennox, I believe. Oh, yes. And who are you? Uh, I'm, try, I'm afraid we have a, a situation here. Uh, rather, um, I'm Reginald Hartcourt. I'm one of the party from the Wentworth Club that um, alerted you to this uh, ah. den of evil. Yes, we'd like to have. We'd like to question you down at the, the precinct. Yes. Well, well, how did you? How did you find out about this? Well, um, you, uh, we were actually acquainted with uh, Dr. Punchin before he was institutionalized, um, and uh, and uh, also uh, asked by his physician at Bedlam, um, we investigated the uh, the situation there after the riots. Um, and uh, following that up, we ended up uh, with the suggestion that this might be where he was held, uh, which we then verified and called uh, you. And you and your brave men seem to have done a capital job. Um, but uh, do I ascertain correctly, unfortunately, that the, um, the butcher of Malay himself, Savagio, has not been uh, retrieved? Well, we haven't been able to confirm that that's who he actually was, but he did, in fact, uh, flee the scene. Uh, he had a, a means of getting down into the sewers. Uh, I see. That's what I feared. I, I heard something that suggested that, but I... Uh, well, a few of our men have chased, chased into the sewers, but they were unable to uh, find him. But at least his most recent victim has been recovered. Yes, Mr. Punchin. That's quite fortunate that we... we we got him back. Uh, looks like uh, looks like the madman was about to uh, skin the man alive. From what had him There are the rumors we've heard. It would seem like the kindest of his sort of actions. Hmm. Anyways, this is all being taken care of. Uh, yes, I appreciate your efficiency and the bravery of your man. I, I merely uh, wanted to introduce myself. We are here's my card. We are available to you for whatever questions you might further have. 
of course. And uh, yes, I merely wanted to suggest to you the possibility of the sewers if that hadn't already been obvious to you. Oh, yes, yes. We'll be, we'll be taking care of that. Question for the GM. How old was the doctor? Doctor was... R roughly. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody ever told us. Uh, in his 60s. That, I, okay. so, yeah, I thought he was. For decades, so... Right, that's what I was getting at, so... Hmm. Reginald, I don't know how far he could have gotten. You know, he's been established here for some time. Who knows what his men have built. He might have a shoot. Uh, he probably injected himself with some stimulant. Yeah. You know, clearly he was willing to let everyone else die so that he could escape unharmed. Uh, and I expect, if what we've been told is true, that he'll have some idea of who it was that informed the authorities. Of where oh, absolutely. So we have one more foe. Now I'm looking forward to meeting with the Children of Tranquility because I'd love to see them dispatch him. Now you're thinking. That's what I was thinking. All right, excellent. All right, so uh, you're going to go back to the Wentworth Club? I guess we'd go back to Felix's. Oh, back to Felix's, okay. All right, so you drive back to Felix's, and there is a brand new shiny car. <laughs> is that a Maybach, Felix? It's a clean car, and yes, it's a Maybach. Um, Tom, uh, amazing. Can we assume that um, that Punchin was going to a public hospital before returning to Bedlam? I mean, he must need, he needs treatment. He's got a physician. Uh, yes, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I was probably not relevant, but I'm going to tomorrow, you know, phone Bedlam and ex explain to, is it Dr. Stevens? Hmm. That, uh, that Mr. Uh, Punchin should probably, Dr. Punchin should probably move to a facility farther from the city and under an, an assumed name. I would be willing to uh, keep an eye on Dr. Punchin to make sure that he is, uh, he is well. It may take me away from, from what we're doing here, but uh, he needs somebody to keep an eye on him. Yeah, I mean, I don't imagine that uh, Savage was going to manage to organize an attack on him tonight. Uh, I don't know. We're dealing with someone who's, who's very well organized. It's and just... It's just it's just uh, and ruthless indeed. It's it's just uh, sort of a, a backup plan, as they say. All right. So you've all arrived back. Uh, Felix is there with his new car. Uh, what what do you guys want to do? Well, we fill Felix in on everything that happened, and then um, I promise not to destroy his new car. I thank you for that. I'm curious about uh, any interesting whiskeys you've come across in your travels, because I could use something to calm my nerves. Yeah, come on in, you guys. Mm. I need to catch up on what happened anyway. 
I must, I'm afraid I must, I must go. I'm going to go to the hospital and make sure Professor Bunchen is, is all right. If something happens, I wish I'll, I'll go I'll with you. you. I'll go with you, Vadim. All right. All right. So Vadim and Fuller are going to the hospital to check. For, for the record, guys, all of us together, before, I say this before everybody left, we should probably stay in numbers of two to three. I agree. Agree. All right. Uh, the other three are back at home. Um, uh, about an hour goes by, and uh, Felix, you get a phone call. Ring. So that's a phone for you. <laughs> Thank you, Buffett. Uh, yes, is, is, this, uh, is this one of the uh, members of the Wentworth Club? It's Felix Matthews. Uh, this is uh, Memes. Uh, what his name was? Uh, the uh, anthropologist. I've been working on your translation, and uh, there's some stuff you should see, stuff you should understand. Uh, uh, perhaps, perhaps you can meet me back at the uh, at the, the the British Museum. Sure. Is now a good time? Uh, sure, certainly. Yes. Yes, uh, I, I have not been able to uh, put together the entire thing, but I still have missing pieces. Uh, but perhaps this will be enough to, uh, to warn you. Well, we'll be down there most ricky tick. Okay. Uh, at, the at the hospital, Punchin is... Punchin has a number of bruises on his body because uh, he had been chained up crucifixion style. Uh, he had had all the hair shaved off of his body, including his head. And the lines that were, were drawn on his skin um, were where he was going to be sliced. Ah. Remove the uh, flesh without damaging the... Uh, mm. the is Punchin conscious? Uh, barely. He's been. He's obviously been heavily drugged. Can we kind of jot down the symbols on his head since we couldn't see them before? Well, how's your cuneiform? <laughs> I, I I shouldn't have to know cuneiform just to copy the figures, should I? Well, go ahead. I mean, I'll say that you can. We'll see how well you do, though. Okay, um, I'll copy them down in the way I see them. If it looks like a Y, I'll draw a Y. If it looks like an X, I'll draw an X. Whatever. Can I take uh, Can I take a luck roll to see if I actually left my camera in my car? My brand camera. Um, sure. Um, let me double check that. That'd be great if you had that camera. Uh, indeed, I did. All right, because. We not only need to have the figures, we need to see the slice marks where he was going to cut him because he might know how that would lay out. Right. All right. So. Crotch area too. Yes, everywhere. Yes. Vadim, you pervert. Although they're not going to be there, they're. You know he's he's being sedated. You'll have to 
Um, the police are also taking photographs, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all right, so you guys are busy doing that. Yeah. Um, Felix, Cyrus, uh, and uh, Reginald, you uh, you head over to the British Museum, and what's his name? I always forget his name. Mr. Memes. Memes. Just be on guard in case he was compromised. Don't think so, but just have it in the back of your head. Walter Memes. Yeah, there we go. Um, so you now sort of have carte blanche. I mean, you don't have carte blanche, but they know you at the British Museum. And uh, you managed to get a hold of uh, Longden or somebody like that. And he says, yes, please come downstairs. Um, and uh, you come into a, a private room that's been set aside and uh, your photographs are all laid out. And uh, interestingly, they've been sort of marked in the same manner that you imagine. Well, you don't know about that. So, okay. There's marks on them so that he can sort of cut them and piece them together properly. And you see there's gaps. There's places where he's missing, missing stuff. And he's like, oh, oh, good. You've, you've come. And he looks like he hasn't slept in a couple of days. He's like, uh, now, we must be extremely careful here. Extremely careful. If, you, if we are to believe that these things are true, that they are real, then extreme care must be taken. I believe that our Mr. Punchin essentially defiled the scrolls by speaking them out of order or speaking them without the proper ritual. And, and the curse of these scrolls is that if this happens, if I were to have read this over the phone to you, I would become the next victim. You understand? So I'm going to show you the translation of this part here. This is what I believe to be a very important part. I don't completely understand exactly what it's saying. Part of it is phonetically written out. But don't say it out loud. But I actually want you to say it out loud <laughs> so that the people who are listening can do it. So... Um, Comes the internal monologue. Right. He shows it to, he shows it to you, Reginald. I understand this to read. Understand that when the time is right and all things are in place, shall the way be open for Nabu to return and walk among us, God on earth made flesh, and he shall be the king of kings. There shall come a man of subtle arts and the secret ways of magic, a man well-versed in things hidden and arcane. He shall be the one to prepare the path for the return of Nabu. Let all men tremble. The sacred seal of Nabu will be shattered, and Nabu will walk once more in a coat of human flesh. Ever shall he seek a greater host until he has risen to his throne. Then shall he feast upon a thousand souls in preparation for his great ascension. At the temple shall they gather for his ascension ritual. They shall stand and watch and tremble. 
the Father shall radiate down from above and bless his union with the new flesh. Then shall come a new age. Then shall all see him. The dawn of the age of Naboo shall be upon us, and he will walk among his people, and they shall bow down beneath him and call him Lord, everlasting Father, master of time and space, or else shall they be crushed beneath his feet. All praise and glory to yog Sothoth, the all-in-one and one-in-all, the opener of the way. You see, it is, it is, it is beyond imagining, but we have seen that this magic works. If what it's saying is true, we don't know what this could mean. What, what will be unleashed? Uh, gentlemen, um, for, uh, based on that translation, or should we pass it around and glance at it each, but not say it aloud? Right. That? Yeah. Um, well, here's what seems evident to me. The gate is described as being assembled in the right time and place. And there's someone who's trying to achieve higher social levels, which reminds me of somebody who's been attending a lot of high society events. I agree with everything you're saying so far. Does Memes seem freaked out or to seem it is obvious to him that I'm speaking of Reginald Campbell Thompson? Uh, not at all. He's, he's, he's preoccupied. He's trying to work on other parts of it while you're there. He seems completely obsessed. Now, all. as I recall, I initially held back two photographs. Did I ever, I said they were, hadn't been developed yet. I don't think that you gave them to him. All right. Um, so, uh, you know, oh, but they're, I think they're, oh, they're at the club, right? They're not here. Uh, well, Mr. Memes, Dr. Memes, uh, there is some good news amongst the bad. Um, we just came from the uh, rescue of Dr. Punchin. Um, oh. uh, yes, he had been kidnapped from the asylum, and we have every reason to believe that someone intended to carve the spell of the way of the gate from his very flesh, oh. but he is now in, in custody again. Uh, and the other lesser good news is that uh, I do have two more photographs to help you complete what you are working on. Well, there's, there's, there's more here that I, I have understood. I told you of the curse. I told you how the scrolls are perpetuated from one person to another, from one set to another. There are other things here that would indicate that the the, the, the scrolls of endless shadow, they are perpetual, that there is no way to destroy them. If our poor Mr. Punchin had been killed, someone else in the city would suddenly have become afflicted with the writing. If one reads the writing, one becomes afflicted with it. It, it travels from person to person, and apparently the only way to utilize the scrolls are to remove the scrolls, to remove the skin from the victim, 
while the victim still lives. If the victim dies, the scrolls are disintegrated, but appear again soon thereafter on some poor random victim. But if the innocent recipient of that text could be somehow kept alive while being flayed, that would destroy the text? No, it would make them, the, the text cannot be destroyed. Mm. I believe also that if this is the means by which these, these have come down to us from antiquity, that every time they are copied onto a new body, they are rearranged a bit. And that is why they are in this state that they are right now, all jumbled up. It's madness, but I believe every word you say. The uh, passage you showed me, alarming as it is, you can't find any meaning for those that phonetic passage that Yog so thought is nothing I, that that seems to correlate to? It, I, I tried looking into uh, uh, deeper into the mythologies of uh, the Assyrians and the closest the closest reference I could come to some sort of god of time and space um, uh, is, a, is a god called Yohufris, but it's a very obscure demonic sort of god that was not really worshipped. I don't, I don't find any reference to this Yog-Sothoth in any of our texts, of course. There's a hundred million volumes in the British Museum. And that passage, passage also referred to something like a correct time and place. Yes. But there's no indication of month, year, season. Most of these that. Sort of rituals must take place at a certain time of the year, the month, the day. And have you seen... Uh, specific references to uh, the horn of Alu or the eye or the seal? They are all necessary things that must be present. Interestingly, the horn of Alu. Now, Alu is a different god entirely, a rather violent god, a more, more demon than god. Not, not in keeping with Nabu at all. Perhaps, uh, perhaps such an object was placed there as a, to protect whatever it is that they were protecting in the temple, a kind of a weapon, or I don't know what. It's very strange. It doesn't seem uh, a, t a temple of, of, of the Assyrians should have, you know, it should all be dedicated to the god. These things, the Horn of Alu, the Eye of Lamatsu, they belong to different gods. I do not know why they would be there in the temple. And yet, many things about this don't make any sense. Well, this whole idea of Nabu being powerful and worshipped on earth in human form doesn't seem much like the scholarly figure of the ancient god. It's, it's almost as if they were trying not to summon the god, but to, to keep him imprisoned in the temple. 
and not allow him out. There is so well, much here. Yes, and, this, this, uh, this notion of a, a new age might be something that uh, some did not worship but wished to prevent. Um, do a spot hidden for me. Forty-two was a normal success. Okay. Um, as you're talking to him, and he's very, very excited and a bit agitated, you can see the blood sort of drain out of his face for a moment. And he gets kind of like a little bit of a, a grin on his face, maybe a grin of pain, and he just completely collapses on the ground. You can try to catch him if you want to. <laughs> My dexterity is not terrible. Oops, my dice rolling is. 54 is just a success. Okay. So you managed to keep him from hitting the floor. Uh, this is... I wonder if he's getting obsessed with this. He seems pretty frantic. Uh, yeah. A little febrile. I'm going to go get a security, one of the security guys to see if they can give him some medical help in case he's yeah. dying out. I'm sure a museum of this size has a nurse or something on board for all the people that would come through. Well, and definitely the security comes in and uh, uh, a few of the other people who hear that something's happened, uh, they bring him a glass of water. Um, uh, maybe a, a, a Lycaster comes in there and she's fanning him with a manila folder. And he's sweating. He looks like he's just exhausted. But he's not dead. He's not dead. Okay. He's, he, he's did, he did not explode. <laughs> I wonder if we could look up this Yag in the uh, Fragmenta Sargona. Maybe it makes reference to it. It's a promising thought. We should see if we can. We have to secure uh, Memes' research away from prying eyes. Uh, when he comes to, what does, you know, can, can we convince him to at least take a nap in his office? I'm sure it's got a comfortable couch. What time um, is it? We'll say that it's um, went back. Is this the next? Is did we have a morning after the? Uh, I think the raid was the next day from last episode. Yeah. Or or like, you know, yeah, roughly dawn is my expectation. Like okay. we were there pretty late and then we went back to feel right. So let's say that it's about 1 p.m. Okay. And Fuller and Vadim, you are probably going back to the Wentworth Club by this point, unless you're going to do something else. Mm -hmm. uh, Not particularly other than making sure that uh, Professor Punchin is, is secure. Wouldn't we go back to Felix's though? That seemed to be where we were yeah. meeting up. Um, what actually uh, are you going to do about security? Um, see if we could get a uh, police uh, policeman on, on guard. Yeah, I think that if you explain that he's been kidnapped, he's been, there's been an assassination attempt, 
obviously, there could be another attempt. Obviously, somebody wants the guy, so they're gonna they're gonna post a cop, an armed cop. <coughs> All right, uh, and you guys go back to Felix's. Um, hey guys, we got the pictures of the rest of this um, writing. Well, they're not at Felix's, or are you guys at Felix's? Not yet. We no, you're at the British Museum. We're at the British Museum with the fellow that passed out. They uh, they put uh, uh, Walter Beams onto a uh, just a, a couch, you know, that's in the break room or something like that, and um, and he's like, oh, oh, since I I I I have gotten overexcited. I uh, I I haven't slept in days. Now, now, Professor Beams, you're okay. <laughs> Miss Lycaster, it was such a comfort. Um, Dr. Beams, if we can um, convince you to, uh, to uh, rest up for a little bit, uh, I shall bring you the photographs that have since been developed, and I oh. have every hope that there'll be more coming. Oh, you have more? So you Excellent. Can continue your work yes. refreshed. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, please, please. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll rest and wait. I'll wait for them. Is there some way that we should secure the photographs that you've laid out so far on your translation? Oh, but it's all exactly office? where it should be. Uh, uh, have them simply lock the door. Right, good. And make sure, make sure that nobody reads them. Right. Maybe... <sighs> Dr. Means, perhaps I should take the partial translations you've done with me so as to... But, but, but I'm not done yet. <laughs> no, no, but you have you need some time to rest and I'm going to bring you more to work on. And I'd hate to think of somebody foolishly picking that up and reading it aloud. Don't you agree? Do whatever is best, but don't, don't lose them. Oh, no, I shall protect them with my very being. Uh, should we go and see how, uh, how Felix is faring and if the lads are back? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Off to the Matthews estate. Right. I thought Felix was with us. He is. I am. He's I'm driving. driving. You're in my car. <laughs> is it the yeah. new chatting wagon? It is not a chatting wagon. Uh, this one is actually a nice clean one that doesn't smell like vomit and, and urine in the back seat. Is it also a wagon of action? I would, I would say that it is a, a flagon wagon because we're flagging down the road. That's, let's just go to my place. Meep, meep. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, or maybe back then it's auga. <laughs> Regardless, I, I feel like I should have some kind of uh, the as, the ascot or a scarf and some goggles, yeah. possibly Sorry. special gloves. Sounds good. All right. So you arrive back at Felix's, and you can see that Fuller and Vadim are enjoying sandwiches in the main room that uh, uh, Belvedere has. Uh, provided for them. So is Punch in as badly off as I fear? 
He's not going to be responsive for a while. Uh, did he seem more or less intact? He did, but uh, they have him heavily sedated, and um, it, he's not out of the woods, as they say. But uh, he is, he is, he is secure. We've got pictures of the mix, missing text and the diagram of how they were going to cut him open. Well, I'm glad that we didn't wait until today to intervene. Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. Reginald, wasn't what was that weird name that? Because I know Vadim is familiar with uh, obscure yes. stuff. Have you either weird heard? Name. Well, what, well, uh, yes, I've, I've been curious. What what happened when he went to the British Museum? So, so poor Doctor Memes has been working on the translation of the uh, scrolls of Endless Shadow. Mm -hmm. And there were two things that he could only translate phonetic. Well, one thing he could only translate phonetically, mm -hmm. uh, which was something along the order of Yog Sothoth, which he related to a possible Babylonian or Assyrian figure called Yohuthrus. If either of those things sound familiar, we'd be curious to know. He's was, sort of deity of a gateway. Was any of that in the fragmentatus fragmentus no. can i do a cthulhu mythos roll um sure how much cthulhu mythos do you have four <laughs> oh this is gonna suck can i try and holy roll? shit holy shit i rolled a three. <laughs> oh wow can i use a luck point to take it to a two for yeah. for a hard. Uh. The most you're going to get is that you think that somewhere years ago, while looking through a library, you think you ran across an odd name like that. It might have been the uh, when you were in the United States at the Miskatonic University, but you can't remember what uh, what tome it was. Hmm. Something about the gate and the keeper of the gate. Well, this sounds familiar, but I can't place where. Oh, Tom, that's, unfortunately, I'm at a loss. What, 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 I'm at a loss in all this this here. Uh, please do explain, Fuller, what, what you can remember. I remember the name and something about a gatekeeper. Hmm. Which, which is interesting because... In the beginning, we were looking at the key and the gate. And this Yogg-Sothoth guy is, has something to do with gates, but I don't recall what. Now that is very interesting. And it's compelling, too, because Meme's translation had something about a gateway in it as well. Uh, and so it seems like at least there's a mythology that's consistent between whatever cultures. And you weren't working in Miskatonic on anything regarding Assyrianism, were you? No. So it's a mythology that uh, has transcended at least, you know, for a couple of cultures. Mm. I wonder if there's a library around here that would be equivalent to Miskatonic. The London Library, but I don't know about getting into the private area. Well, there's obviously, there's the British Museum too. 
a library. Right, right. That's what I meant. The museum has a library in it? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a huge Huge, huge. Oh, okay. Did not know this. The whole, I think the whole center of the complex is a big library. The museum right now. This, this is this is interesting thought here. Uh, a gatekeeper and, and ties in with the with the concept of gate and key. Wow, as it would say, wow. And I want to wow. go on a, a limb and say the horn, the eye, the seal is probably at the museum already. I think it's the the temple they're building in that new that new area. The eye and the horn, I bet you is is already in possession by Thompson. Mm. He just needs the, the words. I think the the skin or the, the text is the, the thing that's holding him back. Oh, well, the time and place, too. They, knew they say it needs to be done at a certain time. Yes, the other bits of Mimu's translation uh, suggest that the key and the gate will meet at, an, at, a, at, a, at a, a, a time and place that is predetermined that there'll be a figure uh, that causes the gate to be constructed or reconstructed, which obviously must be Thompson. Are we or sure it's Thompson? Somebody who's hiding behind Thompson. Mm. Right. Um, I'm a more of an opinion it is somebody behind Thompson. Or even Memes himself. Again, he seems uh, mm. sweet and earnest fellow, but he also is feverish and possessed of knowledge and desperate to complete this text. Hmm. Uh, I think further that uh, he, that the scroll cannot be destroyed. That uh, if, you know, if it's if in, incompletely read, it will transfer itself onto the body like it did to Mr. Punchin. Mm -hmm. Well, we have the other missing parts now. That's, that's the issue. Run, run, run by me again. The the situation with the with the scroll. Um, you said that um, if um, the bearer of the scroll is is dead, that uh, that that the scroll would transfer. Memes seem to think it would move almost randomly to an innocent victim, mm -hmm. whereas if someone attempts to read the scroll and does so incorrectly or fails even to correctly enact the ritual that that person will then become the bearer of the scroll but this and this this is this is this is where i have a problem with this is that uh apparently the scroll was originally on um human skin vellum that uh professor punchin had if uh and that that human skin the the, the better the the owner of that human skin vellum is long since dead over thousands of years i mean that doesn't seem to fit with uh, with the situation there. If I understood him correctly, if you can remove the skin without killing the subject, then it can remain intact. But again, that's the thing, is that if, uh, unless there's some way they've been keeping someone alive for thousands of years, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't seem right. There could be mistranslation, or I could have misunderstood. It's also possible that you can remove the skin without killing the subject, but the subject subsequently dies. It is possible. It's but just, still. if you get the skin off intact, then you get the three piles of scroll dust that we found in Punchin's rooms. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm speculating, of course. 
Mm, there's a lot of, uh, as they say, um, holes in this uh, situation. Yes, well, when you consider how effectively uh, Dr. Memes has translated an ancient and dimly understood language, and how others have in our witness, uh, clearly room for interpretation. I'm most interested in this uh, these, uh, young South Earth gatekeeper type of, thing, type of entity, I guess you could say, or, or whatever it is, and how it fits in with the, the concept of key, key and gate. Do you know, if someone was to read that scroll and the scroll was transformed on their body, do you think it would disappear from punching? Probably. That's a good uh, question. I wonder. This is, I... this is crazy. But we could draw lots. One of us gets the skull transferred to them so that we have one, a sane person. We have access to it, all we need. And we have someone who's capable of defending themselves if somebody comes for them. There are two counter possibilities that I would suggest. One is that uh, we don't know that the text doesn't multiply itself over time and that's how it survived thousands of years. It could stay on Punchin and not join the and not leave him to join the new person. The other is that you assume that you would remain sane after having, or one would remain sane, having the mystical text incised on one's flesh that way. You know who would know about that. this? The children. We should contact them and and discuss this with them and not speculate. I guess we missed our meeting with them at Trafalgar Square at ten a.m. See, I don't remember that meeting ever being set up officially. I remember putting out the the notice, but never getting a response. I don't know that. I mean, we never had a formal way for them to respond. It was just a sort of call to a meeting. Yeah, but last time we spoke with them, I asked, how can we get in touch? We, they, we said, put out the article, and they would respond. So we need to read the newspaper. In fact, that's what I'm going to do. Do you have a newspaper, Felix? Yeah, absolutely. And today's is uh, just there on the table. Maybe get your uh, your um, your servants, I guess. I don't want to you know demean them, but let's all grab a paper and start reading. Well, I don't have five papers, Cyrus. I have one. It's on the table. <laughs> it's got to be more than one paper. You. It's just me here. It's me and my family. You only take one paper. You take what? You take the Times. The yeah, the Times, the Star. Sun. The that's what I mean. I take the latest London rag. Well, we should, I mean, I only put the advertisement in probably the Times. All right, so then they would probably answer in the Times. Mm -hmm. I would assume a man about town like you would have every single paper that came out for that day. I don't sit around all day and read papers. You don't. You have people do that for you, and then they clip out the articles that are interesting. Cyrus, it's on the table if you want it. Pick it up. <laughs> Uh, Cyrus, to a spot hidden. Oh, oh ah, fuck me. I ripped the noose. I spilled coffee all over it. I Double zero. I thought it was 01. It was 00. All right. Um, I go to snap it, and there goes the coffee, the tea, the... Well, one... <laughs> I get one paper. I got one toast paper. crumbs in my eyes. Oh, my God, I can't see. <laughs> yeah, you make a mess. All right, that's good. At least it wasn't in your car. That's 
true. Apparently, yeah. Cyrus likes to torture and tear up anything that he touches. <laughs> oh, Cyrus. Letting poor innocent newspapers. Oh my God. He's my son. <laughs> um, you don't find anything in the newspaper as a response at this point. I tell them to double check it because I'm wiping butter and toast crumbs out of my eyes. I can't really read. The entire front page is just a smudge now, a brown smudge. Cyrus, you're the only person I know that can break a newspaper. Um, I'd like to, Felix, if I may borrow your telephone, I'd like to call into the paper another advertisement for the afternoon post and tomorrow morning. Absolutely. Um, again, uh, uh, requesting a meeting at 10 a.m. in Trafalgar as before with new information. That should be vague enough. Okay. Um, so you do that. You call that in. And it'll be in tomorrow morning's paper. All right. Um, what would you all like to do? You're all sitting there. Do a uh, just a time. I look down at my watch. It's about three o'clock. Guys, I got a uh, little thing I need to attend to. Yeah, you're welcome to stay here if you'd like. Um, you possibly get another paper sent. Just wouldn't let uh, wouldn't let Cyrus touch it. Uh, I appreciate your hospitality, Felix. There's something you need to do that uh, you'd rather us not know about. Well, no, it's not so much a not know about. It's more of a financial matter I need to take care of. Oh, no, well, that is a very that. nice new Maybach you've got. Well, um, I, 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 I'm. Thank you. Just thank you on that one. It's. Uh, and yeah. who did Belvedere make these sandwiches, or was it? Uh, no, no. Benson is is mainly in charge of all the, of all the culinary arts that we do here. Well, he, as the rest of your fellows, do excellent work, but I won't uh, uh, continue to demand your hospitality. I think we should head to the club. Vadim, you should make sure that those photographs are available as soon as possible. Yes, I'll get them to my, uh, my, uh, my uh, valet. And I'd like to uh, clean up, maybe have a brief nap, and uh, go and see about this club that Thompson spends all his evenings at these days. I was kind of thinking that maybe I'd drag one of you with me to the museum and let's see if we can find some other tomes in Latin because that's what I speak. So if I've read it before, it would be a Latin book and see if we can find some more reference to Yagsagutha. As as soon as I get uh, my my end of business taken care of, I could meet you there. Well, I'd go. I'll go with you. But um, you see, that newspaper incident. That's how well I handle books and tomes. I don't want you to read. I okay. want you to be there as backup. I, I'm lucky. Uh, I'm lucky. I know how to read, buddy. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna go to the British Museum and talk to the librarian and see if I can't get into the occult archives. And I'll be coming in to join them later. We should stay two and two as discussed previously. 
Felix, I trust that you're going someplace where you feel you will not be attacked by red turbans or maniac surgeons. Yeah, I'll be fine. There's nothing to fear where I'm going. So Fuller and Vadim are going to the British the, the, the library. No, Cyrus. I'm I'm going oh. home to drop off the photos with my my uh, valet and. Uh, okay, so Fuller and Cyrus are going to the library. Uh, Vadim's going home. Reginald, where are you going? I'm going to go home to clean up, but I want to go to that nightclub. Okay. Uh, I want someone to come with me. So Vadim preferably somebody who's a little. Well. If, well, I don't know, Felix. How long is your business going to take? It shouldn't take too long at all. Uh, maybe an hour. Oh, all right. Well, let's. I'd, I'd like to go home and and have a bath and um, change of clothes and choose something nice because this club he goes to now is rather tony. Uh, so why don't we uh, meet up for a light supper and go to this club and see if we can find our dear friend, Mr. Thompson. Yeah, tell you what. Why don't we meet down at the club about uh, what's it three? Say so it's three now. Let's say we meet down there about five. Sounds brilliant. Excellent. Okay. So, um, Fuller and Cyrus, um, you spend a frustrating uh, hour at the museum because without certain academic references and, um, uh, and or uh, archival expertise, they are not going to let you into the restricted area of the museum. Um, you have to get, they're just not going to do it. So, but if I was to offer them the fragmentus in exchange, nope, they would be, they, they, they have their, their it's their job. <laughs> so, they I know, but good. I thought that I thought that we kind of had an in there, you know. Well, I mean, you have. You have an in with some of the archaeologists, but the, the book people are obsessive about the uh, their books. They don't touch their books even with their hands. They use gloves. gloves. And, they... and and we'd probably have to request a certain book, get permission to get that. But like we just want to look through stuff. No, that's not going to happen. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be. You would not be allowed to go down the stacks. Right. Um, you wouldn't even be allowed to put the book back. They would bring the book to you, you could look at it, and then they would take it back. Um, and they'd probably give you gloves if you were gonna do it, but they're not gonna do that unless you have a really good reason to be looking at some very fragile, very ancient text. So, well, why not go speak to uh, memes and see if he can get us a pass? Um, you can try that and perhaps you do, but even he has the same problems. It's uh, um, he can he can do some paperwork that might get you in there, but it's going to take two to three days mm. to go through the, the channels. But if you want, he can set that up so that it, it starts the process. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the only thing I know to do. Um, Reginald, do you go uh, home? Get cleaned up. Uh, Fadim, you have some sort of business you're working on. Uh, Felix, you arrive at the Wentworth Club um, a few minutes before four, uh, and um, you head on upstairs. 
and uh, knock on the door to Theodore Rayburn Price's office. And he says, yes, please come in. Hey, I got your note. Ah, excellent. Um, where are the others? They, they, they didn't come with you. Uh, it's, well, all, it's all as well. Um, please, you know, have a seat. I think I might have a lead, a possible very strong lead. And the reason why I called you is because you probably, I, I, I hate to bring this up, but you have probably more money than any of us. Um, as you might well know, now that you've gone through all of this, this business with these other things, collectors of antiquities um, have to operate a little bit under the law. And I'm, I can't say that I entirely approve of this, but I myself have occasionally, you know, acquired a Babylonian text or something that I, I know is inconsequential, but uh, I had to get through somewhat nefarious means. Um, there is an auction. Uh, it's... Um, it's not exactly what I would call black market, but it is uh, by invitation only. And I received an invitation, which I do occasionally. Um, the auction is next week, next Thursday. And I was looking over the, uh, the pamphlet and he hands you the letter and shows it to you. And he says, they, They've taken a rather, this, uh, this, uh, this print uh, is not exactly easy to uh, make out with the, the photograph. Uh, they've put a half tone over the top of it to, to allow it to print. But what does that look like to you? It, it's hard to see, but you see there on the table of the items being offered. Does that not look like a bull's horn? or the shape of one. It does. I very much think that the Horn of Alu that we have been searching for is going up for auction, private auction. And I am afraid that my personal funds probably would not be able to cover the acquisition of the Horn of Alu. But uh, I figured yours would, if you are willing um, to attend the auction along with your comrades, if you wish, and see if you can obtain that. Also take a look and see who else is there. Hmm. Do they have an estimated, uh, an estimated price on that, that they're expecting to pull on that? They, they haven't given any of the details. They, I don't think that they would. No, but, uh, it, it, just out of curiosity, is this an estate sale? Uh, once again, it's not exactly clear. Okay. Um, they don't. They don't ever give a lot of details, but uh, right, right. Uh, and part of that is, of course, a I don't, I don't know what you'd call it a marketing thing to bring people in. Exactly, just in case. It, where is this? Uh, where is this auction at? Well, believe it or not, it's held at Sotheby's. Hmm. So I'll give you the address here and the date. And you'll need the invitation. I won't be able to go, 
Um, but as long as you have this, and he gives it to you, he says, you should be able to get in. And if your friends are with you, they should be able to get in alongside you. Okay. Yeah, I'll go. And then he asks for an update on everything else that's going on. And uh, I'm sure you give it to him. Yeah, no problem. I'll let him let him in on everything. And your meeting takes, I mean, he t goes up other stuff with you. So we'll say that, you know, it's getting towards, uh, uh, let's say 445 or so. All right. Well, I thank you for your, I appreciate it. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to go ahead and head downstairs. I've got a dinner date. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to go downstairs and have dinner now. I've got okay. to meet someone at five, so... All right. Um, all right. So are you all meeting back at the Wentworth Club? Well, I thought Reginald was going to go to check oh, out the other club. I was going to say, if the library is a bust and we're done with that one, two, three, we could maybe all meet up and do that then. I'm supposed to be meeting them up at the uh, British Museum in the library after I was done with my business. If how, long your, how long did your business take? Not very long. It took, uh, I would say it took only 15 minutes to get the uh, photos to uh, to um, Mr. Brewster and then uh, then head, ba head back over to the... Uh, Okay, so you were there with them when all this took place, and still, mm -hmm. as I say, it was a frustrating hour, and uh, the most you got, you're on a list, you can, you'll be contacted within three days of, of, of when you can come there. Um, Thank you kindly. Reginald, were you going to come back to the club and meet up with everybody to go to the... Yes, I was expecting Felix, but uh, as it seems like uh, the rest of the crowd might be coming in, um, we can ask uh, Sykes for a larger table. Okay. If so, uh, I, mean, I mean, I'll wave folks over and say, if you care to join us, how was the museum? It sucked. Rather frustrating, but it's uh, understood given the situation. Now, have any of you been to the Travelers Club previously? Never. I attended a dinner there once, but... Uh, Beyond that, not not really. Um, How Tony is it? I thought this waistcoat looked very nice, but I don't know what exactly there. It's it tends to be uh, it tends to be more of a uh, tuxedo affair. They're really uh, big on 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 pomp and circumstance, as it were. At least for the event I was at, but uh, I cannot say for. Uh, Standard, uh, standard operations. GM, should I roll credit rating to see how impressive the Travelers Club needs to be? Um, you guys are all in the upper class, so yeah, you shouldn't have any trouble going there. Uh, I'm figuring out the... I thought it was at Cyrus's. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I 
and again, there are surely things at the Wentworth if uh, if anyone needs to freshen up their shave or borrow a tie or whatnot, we can all spruce up. If you're all interested in going, I think the more eyes we have on Reginald Campbell Thompson, the better. All right. So you put together your outfit. Well, you've already, you've already done that. Um, what time are you going to go to the club? Seems like a nine o'clock kind of place to me, right? After dinner cocktails, schmoozing with the well-off. Okay. Upper crust. So I will ask you to choose one of the players to do a luck roll. And we'll see if Thompson's there when we get there. Is anybody feeling lucky? Who's feeling lucky? How about the nimble fingers of old Cyrus Finley? <laughs> well, like, I got the hundred out of the way, so I'll do it. Very well. All right. All right. Okay, now what am I rolling for now? You're rolling to see if Campbell Thompson is there. You're rolling luck. Oh, okay. I have got 19 out of 50. Okay. So I don't suppose fact, it's hard or anything for those kind of roles anyway. So in fact, when you arrive at the very beautiful uh, club, and there are, there are lots of people there, and they're enjoying the evening, and there's soft jazz music playing, um, you see Campbell Thompson over at one of the tables. Uh, there are a couple of people sitting there, a couple of uh, gentlemen, uh, uh, who he seems to just be laughing and he's got his drink in his hand and he's cigar and he's, he's apparently talking anecdotal anecdotally about things that he's done. Um, he seems like he's perfectly at ease. He's an unmarried gentleman. Is that correct? I believe that's correct. Um, and he looked quite healthy. Yeah. Hale and hearty. Mm -hmm. And uh, the two people he's talking to, they look uh, his age, older, younger? Um, older, mostly. Quite prosperous? Yeah, but they're at the club. There's, and there's no lady attached? No. Is there anybody else, of, uh, you know, who would appear in the society pages that is worthy of note? Probably, but I, I wouldn't. I mean, you might notice people. You might even notice people that you know. It's just nobody in particular that I could name. A young Winston Churchill. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm already middle-aged at this point. So what do you want to do? Does he have a mysterious tone with him? Or a large mm -hmm. attache case. Nope. I want to uh, look around to see if there's anybody ta else taking an interest in uh, Campbell Thompson, like keeping, you know, putting their eyes to him or uh, or uh, kind of uh, hanging about nearby. Do a spot hidden. Nope. 
there's there's all sorts of people in there. Nobody nobody's sitting there staring at him. Except so I insulted him in his office, and Felix stole his journal, for which there were never any repercussions. We were all present. You know, I'm, what I'm thinking, chaps, is that one of us should ask him about the uh, reconstruction of the gate in the museum and its progress, see how he responds. But I don't think it should be me, necessarily. I'll the DM. Oh, okay, Felix. Try this one. Hmm. Let me put on my yeah, put on my schmoozing hat. So I walk across. So there's a lot of people. There are women. There are men. There are you know fancily dressed people. Uh, there's music going on. There's dancing over at one other end. Um, and as you work your way through the crowd, heading towards uh, Campbell Thompson, um, there's a moment when he sort of, his eyes meet yours. He, he come, he's just sort of laughing gaily with the other people around him. And he looks up and he sees you. And his facial demeanor changes a little like, oh, shit. <laughs> Mr. Thompson. Mr. Matthews. Been a while since we've spoke, huh? Well, indeed. Uh, how are your investigations going? Oh, they're going absolutely fantastic. How's the uh, how's the recreation there at the uh, the recreation, if you will, <laughs> at the museum? And he looks around and he's like, you know. The secret will be out soon. So I, I don't mind you talking about it. If you're trying to like jump the gun or something like that, the people who are important know what's going on. And what about it? It's, it's right on schedule. Why wouldn't it be? You're not an investor, are you? No. I usually only invest in things that are profitable. Ah. Uh, well, we're philanthropists. We're uh, interested in uh, saving things for posterity. Uh, I heard that uh, that uh, they found Pungent. Yeah, they found him. Yeah, did you guys have anything to do with that? No, we didn't have anything to do with that. But oh. uh, he's definitely suffering from what appears to be something that uh, you had something to do with. I don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about the stuff all over his skin? The man went completely nuts. I'm talking about all the shit you brought back that you never should have been in in the first place. I don't know what you're talking about. Look, I'm an archaeologist. I bring shit back. That's what I do. Me and every other archaeologist that's been on the planet. Hmm. I mean, are you mad at... at uh, Howard Carter for bringing back all that Tutankhamun stuff. Dang, I hope I got the dates on that right. <laughs> it's okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. So maybe we're in the same warp. It's fine. So there's one thing we have in common. We're time travelers. But I digress. 
Now, as I was saying, I know you spend a lot less time at the museum and a lot more time just out uh, rubbing elbows with the upper echelon. Well, look, I'm not on an archaeological dig right now, and they've got people who can put that stuff together themselves. That's their job. I've done my job. I'm just reaping some of the rewards. Indeed you are. Indeed you are. Look, there's no need for us to be antagonistic towards one another. Uh, what I'm doing is, I, I don't understand why you would be against it at all. Aren't you interested in history, in archaeology, and anthropology? I just, I feel that you're about to open up something that you have no idea how powerful it is. There's more to it than just being, being something that folks are going to walk by and, and look at and enjoy. I, it's, it's there's just, a uh, real threat that you're about to open up something that will kill hundreds of thousands of people. What in on earth are you talking about? And his, the people with him are like saying, uh, young man, why, what, what do you think uh, this is? Uh, this, this, this no danger. It, this is simply old archeological objects. Uh, there's no, are you, are you trying to, uh, trying to tell us that there's some sort of curse, that curse nonsense that's in the, the newspaper? They said the same thing about Howard Carter's tomb of Tutankhamun. It's all just rubbish and nonsense. Do a psychology role. Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. Not even close. Okay. I have nothing in psychology. Well, just from the natu naturally standing there, you get the impression that Ram or that 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 uh, uh, Campbell Thompson is letting them speak, but whereas they're lighthearted as oh, it's all just nonsense. You can see in Campbell's eyes that he's not convinced that it's nonsense. In fact. He looks rather serious. Hmm. Well. Maybe a little concerned. No need to be quiet and let the others speak for you. What, what are the rest of you guys doing? Are you just hanging back over there? Um, getting, getting a lay of the uh, area and seeing if there's anyone else that may be uh, noteworthy. Let's Just keeping you, an eye out for things. Have you all been to see Campbell Thompson? No, not yet. Okay. If you've worked in his office is, before? Who, yeah, which one of us have you were in? I thought, you, I thought we all went to his, top, his office together and he said, we were all in the office. There's a lot of you. Well, Initially, we went to his office, but that was the last time we we actually. But you've you've seen him before. I mean, you've seen him in right. person. Right. We didn't yes. have anybody who did. Yeah, he knows who we are. You can all do stealth rolls. Not you, Felix. Actually, something I pass that. <laughs> actually, I'm going to go ahead and and try and push it. 
Okay. I'll probably make a fool of myself. I actually passed that. Okay. And I make a fool of myself. Uh, Reginald? I passed it too, but only by one point. I failed, and I would have been surprised not to. Okay. If it's if I but spend one point of luck, it's extreme. Oh, sorry. Well, those of you who passed have managed to wander around the room. Reginald, there is a point where you're wandering around where uh, you you because you, you, you're kind of glancing over um, that you definitely see that Reginald catches your eye and he he sees you over there, so he knows you're there. So, did you see the note that I sent you? That's what you were doing. I was trying right. to figure it. Um, so as, as Reginald is standing there talking to, to Felix, uh, you know, Mr. Matthews, um, just trying to enjoy ourselves this evening. I'll tell you what, you know, if you need to discuss something with me, you know, come to my office. I'll be in my office tomorrow afternoon uh, about 2 o'clock. And we can discuss business there, you and your friend. And he, he points over at Reginald. Oh, Mr. Harcourt, yes. He is a good friend of mine. That's said, good. Now, Tomorrow, if you'll excuse me now, please. Of, of course, of course. Tomorrow. And as, as you're there, uh, um, uh, one of the waiter's pages comes up and, and hands Mr. Uh, Reginald a note, which he opens up and looks at like, And he just sort of crumples it up and puts it back on the train. The page takes it away. Hmm. You can do a psychology roll on that one. Give it a shot. You're just about to leave. Yeah. Six. My, six, six, is, six is a good one. Holy okay. cow. Did we all see that happen? Um, not as closely as Felix would have. Um, check that block. He looks just sort of confused. Like somebody just handed him a note with nonsense written on it. Everything's still all right, Mr. Thompson. Yes, of course. Now, if you don't mind. Until tomorrow. All right. <clears throat> so... Felix, yeah, I assume you walk back over to where Reginald is. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, Fuller? Well, it would all depend on if I saw the what happened. Uh, well, okay. Do a, a spot hidden. Spot hidden. A normal pass. Okay. Well, you saw the exchange, but you didn't really get a close look at anything that happened. I'd like to follow that page and find out what that note said. Okay. Um, uh, you, you sort of head off the page and uh, uh, he's, he's just walking, you know, with the, with the tray in his hand. Um, he's just a page. He's not going to stop you from doing anything. Take the, take the note. Keep and walking. He looks at you rather surprised and, uh, but, He's not going to stop you. Take the note, put it in All my right. pocket, walk out. Okay. Uh, Cyrus, what are you doing? I want to just 
mosey around the place, look for anybody that looks out of place, any big meatheads, any absurdly foreign looking gentlemen, anything that just would catch my eye. Nobody if, looks out of place. No, nah, then I'd just go up to the bar, throw back a, a couple shots and wait for my companion. Listen, see if anything erupts. If nothing erupts, then... Okay. Nothing erupts. Um, Fadine. Um, considering, considering my bad rolls earlier, I probably got right in front of the kitchen and uh, the door to the kitchen swung and hit me and I'm trying to get up and trying not to... Uh, trying to... to uh, calm down the situation so it's not so much of a ruckus. Okay. Although it's, I probably have eyes upon me getting off the floor and and uh, the person coming out of the kitchen to that's uh, well, they probably of profusely. They immediately help you up. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry about that. They didn't realize it was that close. My apologies. Um, everybody else to a listen roll. Felt. Can can I use one point of luck? If you want to. Then I passed. Okay. Felix, yeah, no? A regular uh, regular pass, 35 regular on pass. 60. Uh, Reginald can't hear. Um, so Fuller and Felix, you can hear Vadim's Russian accent from across the room as he's, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> He's not most graceful, as they say. All right. So what's you guys are sort of drifting back towards each other, and C Campbell Thompson is continuing to drink and chat and laugh and smile. Take a look at what the note said. Okay, you're going to pull out the note. Written on the note are the words "Yog Sothoth." So that's what you see fuller on the note. Felix, what did he do when he got this note? I just looked confused. Didn't really, didn't really change up too much. His expression changed a little. He just looked confused and he wadded it back up and threw it on the tray. And we reconvened at the table then? Yeah, you reconvened at the table. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, sorry about that, Fuller. I wrote that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I uh, was hoping to... Uh, Surprising. Uh, and apparently, I honestly, given that Felix, you were still there, you have some sense of human character. If he doesn't know that name, then uh, it might not be he who is behind this whole frightening endeavor. Well, the I worst thing the worst thing of it is the confusion may have been that somebody else would even know it. Yeah, I feel when we when we caught him up in the office, he got agitated. He didn't like that we knew his secrets. So if he didn't, I don't know. I'm no student of human psychology unless it's ancient. But if he seemed not surprised, in fact, he didn't want to destroy the evidence. He could have just pocketed it. Mm. Instead, he let that kid walk across the hall with it. That's true. That's true. He might know a great deal less than we think. Or he it could just to think that. It could be supreme anger. Uh, what do you call it? Um, arrogance. Like, 
Nobody else knows this. What so they know? What are they gonna do to me? I'm already almost finished with my plan. Mm, I don't know. I have to agree with Reginald. I don't. I do. I do think he's not as involved as as we would think. I was hoping he was gonna drop his cigar when he saw those words. Maybe I spelled it too poorly. It's only a phonetic translation. Mm. Maybe if I'd written yo hushus, he would have spit up. I don't know. All right. So but it was worth a try, and I'm sorry that uh, I'm glad you didn't have to bribe that page. All right. So let's condense this next part. Let's say you spend whatever time you want to at the, the club. Um, I'm going to hang around for a little bit because I really am hoping he'll meet up with a young woman who's inappropriate. Um, yeah, that doesn't happen. Um, and if you, if you watch, ultimately he uh, hails a cab and is taken back to his residence, wherever that is. Um, Let's let's jump ahead. Well, I, unless you guys have something in particular you want to do this evening, uh, nothing in particular happens. Um, uh, I, I need to meta for a moment. Felix, do you say anything to them about your upcoming meeting? Yes. Yeah. On the on the ride back, I'll just I'll bring it up in the car that that yes, there is a. Uh, I think I may have found this horn, but it's going to take a, it, I've got a feeling it's going to take a significant amount of money to get this horn. Uh, there's an auction next week over at Sotheby's and it is actually posted as one of the lots that'll be up for auction. I've got an invitation and you guys would like to join. Then you're welcome to join. I would say that five well-to-do gentlemen would be able to come up with a great deal of money. So Let's that just not be there? all keep raising the bid on each other. No, no, no. Felix is the only one uh, you know, bidding. We're just there to back him up with our wallets. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, we could do a, par a party. Um, so wait, uh, is this a listed object at Sotheby's? Are they standing about its provenance? It's actually on the flyer for the. Uh, it's here. Here's the flyer or the the. Here's the sheet that has the information on it. Uh, just take a look. Here you go. I'll just hand it. It was folded in my jacket pocket. There you go. There it is. You've got it right there. Careful. The windows don't roll up all the way on this. I didn't get that option, so it's going to be a little windy back there. Um, right. There's nothing about it being a lube. Does it say it, Mesopotamian or no? It all it says is it basically it's just it's very cryptic about a private uh, auction uh, invitation only. Um, no mention of artifact. No mention of anything. But there is a rather difficult to discern photograph of a lot of objects. The people who would have received this invitation would know that they were antiquities. Um, and they wouldn't tell anyone either, because this is probably some, well, 
stories. It's surprising that Felix didn't get an invitation already. Or one of us. I'm an antiquarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I this is, certain... I'm actually Presbyterian. Uh, <laughs> I think this is for elite money only. Right, and people who've established a buyership of a certain sort. I'm a collector, but you know, never of this sort of, never to this degree. Um, the is it, it the photographic reproduction? I'm wondering if it's a photogravure. I think it's a photogravure at this point. It, it's it's actually a black and white photo. That's in order to print it on the on the paper. They've put a half tone over it. Which makes it kind of difficult to think old old fashioned newspapers. No other recognizable object, but there's something that looks very much like an incised cow horn. There are a lot of objects, but yeah, that's that seems to be one of them. And of course, it might just be some stupid cow horn, but it wouldn't be on this list if it was just some stupid cow horn. Right. Sotheby's has a reputation after all. I'm also under the impression that uh, our uh, mysterious warlock might be sending uh, agents to pick up the horn as well. So we might be able to ascertain who those people may be. Hey guys, where are we going? I've been driving for uh, several blocks. Did we want to go back to the club, to our club, home turf? Duh. Yeah. Um, My car is not going to probably not going to go anywhere. I just feel the need to ask this. Since the Wentworth Club is an occult society, would we have any tomes that I could research? You've already researched the oldest and most uh, mystical of tomes, um, which... I'm only interested in anything written in English or in Latin. Uh, I forget the name of it. Uh, it was mentioned in the probably the very first episode. Uh, but it doesn't have any references to Yogg-Sothoth in it. Okay. Uh, but continue. I mean, you guys can continue. Well, that's where we're writing. Do you guys... I actually scored a meeting with uh, with Thompson tomorrow, two o'clock. Good. If you all would like to join for that, we can fill up his office again and and make him as uncomfortable as possible. See if he gets in order. You guys still in the car? Yeah. See if he can expedite my uh, request. I don't know how friendly he's going to be and how giving he will be of all that, but we'll find out. Yeah, and don't, don't, don't even bring that up to him. The look he gave me uh, at the Travelers Club was, I would say, unfriendly. Now, whether that might be helpful uh, is an open question. I'd be curious to see if we can... Um, lure him with memes and memes' work as well. Uh, Vadim, when will those photos be ready? Uh, they should be ready by tomorrow uh, about lin uh, lunchtime. 
let me ask you a very uh, troubling, well, let me ask you a question because of my own troubling thoughts. Yes. How, how easy would it be for you to uh, have one of those photographs printed in the negative so as to appear to be the opposite of what it truly is? Quite easily. Um, uh, my ballet could, uh, could do that quite easily. I don't want to torture Dr. Memes, but I do want to have a counterfeit reconstruction of that text available. Mm -hmm. So that should we find out the nature or person of the one that intends to enact this ritual, we can uh, change things up on them. Would, would that really help, though? I mean, they can look at it, and if they can read cuneiform, they can go, oh, well, these letters are backwards. He has a point. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a matter of immediacy, desperation. I like the idea, again, I was, I'm afraid to give everyone all the information we have, because as far as I can tell, the only reason anyone would want this information is to enact something that we don't want to see enacted. You, you know, Reginald, I have to agree with you on that point. And also, he was acting a little strangely. We've seen, I mean, we've seen a spirit, a ghost, uh, some strange stuff. I, I don't want to say possessed, because maybe I'm just lacking the words for it. But let, maybe he could be, he's being channeled or used for, to, to, to decipher this. If this text is in any way uh, prophetic, it could call an unwilling person, an innocent person. Right. That's what maybe it'll appear on him or maybe it'll take him over. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I would just like to have some falsified data in our possession in case that's safer than sharing the full truth. For that matter, Vadim, hmm. instead of reversing an entire print, if you could reverse just a section of it, that would make it completely unintelligible. Or that might take a little bit of time. Why not just take the photo of his head, cut the photo in half, and give him half the photo? Well, we've been withholding information from memes so far. It seems from somewhat frantic, but he seems also desperate not to have it said aloud. But maybe that's I, because it's complete. Maybe he wants to say it once it's complete. I don't know what's in the man's I could do you better on that, Fuller. Um, my uh, valet can uh, can uh, make a copy and um, blot out certain aspects of that copy, and that would be rather easy to do. Yes, just like a poor, like a poor, um, like a poor uh, development. Yes, incomplete transcription. Yeah. Yes. Do you just, know just, what? Uh, sorry to interrupt. If everything but like one sentence, and if he goes to do it, it will be done wrong, and he'll suffer the consequences. And we know he tried to cast the spell. 
the words will become inscribed on him, hopefully leaving Punchin without them, and then we just grab him. Well, if, yes, for that matter, we wouldn't need to grab him. He'd be rather stuck in the dark himself. He also seems means uh, to recognize this punch and didn't the requirement of the horn, the steel, and the eye. So if we can if we can acquire the horn ourselves, uh, what was the date? Thursday. Thursday. I'll say gonna, four days from now. Uh, if we can corner the market on these objects, then the ritual cannot be successfully in, invoked. Hmm. And, and I trust we do not want it to be. I don't think we want to enter a new age mm -hmm. in which everyone kneels to the new Naboo in flesh, whatever the hell that is. Yes, it's probably something that uh, is not what we think it is, and that's what has me worried. If we can't get the seal and the eye and the horn, and we fear the text is compromised, we can always send uh, Mr. Matthews with his new invention, the Matthews cocktail, to the British Museum and destroy the gate <laughs> and everything else in Western culture. <laughs> Let's try to avoid that. Let's say yes, I agree. One thing I would also recommend is if we do get our hands on any of these objects, we keep it to ourselves. We do not tell anyone that we have it in our possession. And then if anybody asks, we um, never had it. That way we have all, all everything just amongst us. Yes, hopefully it doesn't cause dreams. And what mm -hmm. about our missing uh, evil surgeon? Are we going to count on him to escape over the channel and disappear into Europe? Probably he'll not. He'll come and bite us in the ass sooner or later. He's going to come back because he didn't get what he was looking for. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's probably a good spot to uh, break for the evening. Our players included David Gasway, John Byron, Ford Fitch, Jason Melnichok, and Jerry Bryant, with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.